Rundown Nation. Welcome to the College Football Rundown. I'm Woach. And I'm Walt. Kind of an off week last week. There are a lot of people on buys, um, including some buys this week as well. But we still got some great games coming up this week. Uh, one in particular, Michigan playing another Michigan team, which will uh, which will be an awesome awesome way to start the uh, the afternoon on Saturday, Wall. Yeah, man, this is a big game. Well, it's I think it's the only game we got two ranked teams matching up. I know it's the only meaningful game we got two ranked teams matching up, and it's Michigan. Michigan State, a rivalry, two undefeated teams, Woj. Come on, this is a game we're talking about today, right? It's on the list? It's on the list. There another another t- game, too, that we thought would be both ranked teams coming up to this point, but they're not, is Georgia's playing Florida. And I know we talked about that game in the SEC preview and how this could be the the game Georgia would have to step up to, but I mean, the way Georgia's playing and the way Florida's playing, I just, I, Georgia's going to roll it. I think still. They might. I I don't know. I'd say roll. I think that's a pretty strong word, Woj, but it's going to be a good football game. I mean, it's going to be good to see someone that can, you know, maybe give Georgia a little bit of thinking like, Hey, you know, we're the best team, but Hey, we're not like, yards above everyone else so I think it'll be a good game to watch I think that dominate is definitely not a something I expect out of this game I think it might be closer than people think but yeah I, I, Georgia's a good football team Woj. yeah it is down in the swamp uh, and remember Florida playing Alabama pretty tough down there as well so yeah we'll have to see that'd be a good game to watch as well uh, that'll be right after the Michigan game which is uh, a good back-to-back Good back-to-back sesh for this afternoon. But we'll move on to some DraftKings news first. I finally got my first win of the year, Wall. Thank you. Golf clap. Here we go. <laughs> Scored one, 171.34 points. Uh, I had a big stack in Sam Hartman and Jakir Robinson. Uh, and they pulled in 94.22 points on 142 uh, case salary that's 150 per point uh, that was just a huge week from from those two both scoring 40 plus so uh, thank you to both of them and Wake Forest for for getting me my first win uh, Ewall 06 finished in second James 03 finished in third uh, official eight week averages come out next week while we'll have our first full eight weeks in so we'll get the averages and the contests uh, I think you're stacking up pretty good though Wall. I don't know I've been dropping off I mean Hey, you got to be pretty excited there, Woj. Getting, you know, popping your cherry, getting your first win on the season. I, yeah, I expected I'm just, more of a victory lap. I'm excited. For, yeah, not so <laughs> fast. I'm excited for the uh, the eight week averages here because then after that I can start dropping off some of my real shitty shitty weeks. So, uh, looking forward to getting into week uh, ten and eleven and twelve here. Uh, this week will be the Saturday 14-game slate. We have a 14-gamer, uh, big game, big slate this week. Uh, don't let that fool you. There still are not that many games that are all that great on this slate, but a lot of good players, a lot of good running backs again. It, it's just amazing this 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 year how running backs have just taken over DFS and just the way it's gone. Because I remember years ago, even last year, wide receivers were always the top top salary kind of guys and and now it, it's gone to Bijan Robinson's of the world and they're the running backs are taking over but last week's games uh, we had a couple interesting ones uh, again like I said it was an off week but uh, Oregon ended up pulling it off against UCLA with Travis Dye 
Uh, he scored uh, actually on four straight carries, Wally. <laughs> it was crazy. Uh, Oregon was down uh, 14-0 after the first, and they came back to win at 34-31, Wall. But I had a lot of time last week watching games because normally we get that Iowa game. And, you know, I flip between games all the time. But when it's Iowa, I'm not really flipping between the games. I, I watch the commercials, you know, to try to stay in the mood for that Iowa game. But they had a bye last week. So I got to watch a lot more live games than I normally do. Usually watch them on replay, to say the least. But Oregon, man, this is one game that I was watching it. And I turned it on. And I every time I saw the score, I was like, how is Oregon winning this game? Because I turn on the game and somebody would have an interception. So I, you know, I turn it off because I know if there's an interception, it's going to take like 20 minutes before they put run the next play. And then all of a sudden I see Oregon scores. And then I, I turn <laughs> back on the game and I see that, you know, it's been a drive. And now, uh, what now, uh, excuse me, now UCLA's get another interception, you know, turn it off. Now all of a sudden Oregon scores again. I don't understand how they were getting all these interceptions, yet Oregon was scoring. It didn't make any sense to me when I found out in retrospect it's because they kept getting those plays called back, Woj, on penalties. Penalties killed them, <laughs> yep. UCLA. Yeah, there was a ton of penalties in that game. I felt like every single other play was a flag, but, yeah, it was it was pretty nuts. Oregon did pull it off, though, um, still rolling uh, in the rankings and keeping it up there after that one loss. Uh, to Stanford, who we might talk a little bit about later. And then also we had an exciting, I guess, an exciting game in the Big Ten. Uh, he had Illinois versus Penn State, and Penn State drops another one. Uh, Illinois wins 20-18, to 18, but the, the interesting thing about this one, Wall, is it went to nine overtimes. Nine. <laughs> Whoa, this is the thing about it. it. It went to nine overtimes, and it was... 20 to 18. <laughs> I mean, come on. That's the big 10 right there, Woj. I mean, I, I didn't watch this game a whole lot. You know, you know why we're going to nine overtimes too, Woj? They they changed the rules. You remember that Texas A&M game? We were all watching that together. Texas A&M, LSU. We are at the Moon Man's house, I think. And that game went to seven overtimes a few yeah, years ago, yeah. I believe. The year after, yeah. they changed the rules. So after the second overtime, you have to go for two. And then after the third overtime... You only do two-point conversions, essentially. And that's why they kept going back and forth because, you know, there's a, there's a lot less diversion, I'll say, when you're going from, you know, a two-point conversion, which is only two and a half yards, which in retrospect, the rule they made kind of doesn't make sense because, yeah, it's it's going to – maybe the time the player's on the field, it's going to limit that, but it's going to extend the length of the game because you're going to have a lot of more back and forth. But anyways, that's that's the reason we saw those nine overtimes is because they just kept going two-point conversion, two-point conversion. I think the real Jay-Z texted at one point, and he's like, I, what did he say exactly? I can't remember. Something to the effect that, ah, at least we don't have to watch him go for two-point conversions anymore. But that, <laughs> that's how it went. It's just it's fascinating. It went to nine overtimes, and you have a 20-18 to 18 score. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> It was nuts. Uh, first overtime was a pair of field goals. Second overtime was another pair of field goals. And then in the eighth overtimes, when we finally get those two-point conversions and we get to the ninth and Illinois converts, <laughs> it just it was pretty wild. Uh, just that, that that's long game, too, on top of it. So uh, crazy games there. But we'll, uh, we'll digress, move on to our games for this week. And we're going to start it off with the boomer wall. We're going to start it off with the number six, Michigan at number eight, Michigan state, 11 AM on Fox wall. I mean, what, do, what do you say about this? Woj? I mean, seven and oh, they both got goose eggs. You know, we're not talking about 
a team from the West playing a team from the East. These are two rivalry teams, Woj, from the Midwest. I mean, you got Michigan minus four in this one, over under a 50, Michigan State plus four. I, I don't know what to expect out of this game. I mean, if we're talking straight up, what side would I go with? I'm, I'm going to lay off this game. I'll tell you that much. But if I had to bet the points, Brett, I, I think I'd take Michigan. Uh, money line, I'd probably take Michigan State. I don't think it's really going to happen. But, I mean, over under a 50 surprises me a little bit. I thought that number would come out a little lower. Well, is any DraftKings love, Woj? You getting any points in this one? Um. Yeah, there's some DraftKings love. Uh, you know, there's, I mean, there's, there's some marquee running backs in this matchup. You got Kenneth Walker at Michigan State. He's 6,400 this week. You got Blake Corum from Michigan. He's 8,000. And you have Hassan Haskins, also from Michigan, who's only 6,800. So, I mean, here's the thing. Michigan State got kind of shut down versus Indiana a few weeks ago. They're, they're coming off the bye. Uh, and I do like playing running backs that are coming off buys, but man, that, that just put up a caution flag for me. Uh, Michigan's got a good run defense for Mich- Michigan state for that matter has got also a good running defense. So it's an interesting game because th- that's their bread and butters of both of these offenses. And yeah, that over under is sitting at 50. So Vegas thinks there's going to be some points scored here. Uh, if I had to go with any of the three running backs, I would probably go with Has- or Haskins at 6,800 just because he's so much cheaper than Corum, that 1,200 cheaper. Corum gets involved in the passing attack more. That that may be why he's that much more. But Haskins get, actually gets more carries overall in, in the Michigan offense. And I just don't see the offsetting there. I think Corum's just too overpriced this week. Uh, for what he can produce, and Haskins is a better option, especially into this defense. I'm just, I'm just don't know what to do into this defense when there's running backs like uh, Travis Dye or 8700. Why would I take Blake Corum uh, when I know uh, Dye can produce more against an easier team? So I like Haskins at 6800. I don't know if I'll play him because there are other options, and we'll go over this week. But you know. Peyton Thorne, the quarterback for Michigan State, might not be a terrible option, if, especially if you're just a Michigan State diehard here. He's only 6,100, and he'll probably be low percent owned if you're playing tournaments. But if Michigan State wants to compete in this game, I think they're going to have to pass it, um, and they're going to have to make some plays with Thorne. So you could match him up with, with Naylor as well, who's only 5,700. Uh, for a pretty decent cheap stack there uh, if you're going to play a, a tournament game and, and want to get on the low percentage owned side of things uh, I would go nail or thorn well I'm, I'm thinking maybe last week you didn't catch the well was it last week I can't remember if it was last week now that I'm saying it uh, yeah no it was last week last week they played Northwestern right yeah, it was last week. That was the that was the game that yeah, Corum, Michigan Northwestern, Michigan Northwestern, yeah, where he Corum yeah, was yeah. just running over Northwestern. And you probably didn't see. You were probably watching like Days of Our Lives or something during you know, the game. You know, I did but, see that though. But Haskins also also ran over Northwestern too. No, Hask, yeah, but Corum got the touchdowns. He got the big ones that broke off for touchdowns. I, I just remember watching Corum, and I was like, man, this guy's good. I wish I had him on my, you know, our season-long fantasy. I'm like, I wish I had him on my our fantasy team because he on my fantasy team, he, he's a good running back. He can break stuff off. I the line block's good for him. Don't get me wrong. Well, that's why Haskins is good too because they have good up front line. But I mean, 
they're going to have to bring it against Michigan State. The line's going to have to step it up a little bit. Like you said, they both have running defenses. I'm not sure what you said about the over-under, but I just want to clarify it's at 50, not 60. So they're not expecting a lot of points. It just kind of threw me off. I thought it'd be in the you know high 40s. 50 kind of seems high to me. But it's going to be a great game to watch, Woj. As a Big Ten fan, I mean, game day is going there, I believe. As a Big Ten fan, to watch, have the nation watching these two teams play, six and eight, two top ten teams, going to be a good one. I'll be cheering for Michigan, I'll tell you that much, as far as where my pocketbook is, and I'm keeping the money in there for this one. Yeah, big implications for the Big Ten championship here. Uh, both of these teams still have to play Ohio State. Uh, keep that in mind as well. Uh, but big implications here, especially with that Penn State that second Penn State loss, uh, which will essentially kick them out uh, more than likely. Um, but yeah, Michigan, Michigan State, and Ohio State still have options there. All right, Texas, who's four and three at number sixteen, Baylor, six and one, eleven a.m. on ABC wall. Well, that's what they tell me, Woj. I'm going to turn in on the TV at eleven o'clock on ABC. Game better be on because I'm going to be watching this one, Woj. You know I'm a Longhorn fan. Did you know that? Hook them horns, well, hook them horns, hook them horns. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for backing me, Woj. I like Texas in this game. It's not really going to surprise anyone. I get it. But Baylor minus three over under a 61 and a half. Texas plus 130. I'm sure people can guess where I'm going with this. I'm going to take a little bit of Texas on that money line. Take a little bit of Texas getting those three points. You can get it at three and a half some places too. So make sure you shop around on this one. But I mean, Bijan Robinson, Woj. Bijan Robinson, he is the man. He is going to run over Baylor. Don't get me wrong, Baylor for a Big 12 team has a pretty decent defense, but this over under 61 and a half tells you, you know, it's not a great defense. And Bijan Robinson is going to run these boys over all day long. And I like Texas here. I like him on the money line. I like him on the spread. Yeah, I, I like him on the money line. Well, I think that's a, it's a pretty solid pick, especially with plus 130. This is a running back game again. Uh, you got Bijan Robinson on one side. You got Abram Smith on the other side. Uh, Bijan is the second most expensive player behind Caleb Williams from Oklahoma, which is surprising considering Williams did not have a great outing last week. Um, I really thought Robinson would be the number one this week. But 9700 pricey price tag there, but he is awesome, dude. Five 30-plus DFS games this season. Out of seven. I mean, you can't ask for much more than that. Sarkeesian's just riding his coattails. Uh, he found his uh, he found his uh, his Trojan horse there. While they're just knocking down doors with him. On the other side of this, though, while you know Texas does not have, does not have a good run defense. People have run all over Texas all season. Abram Smith, the running back from Baylor, is only 7,200. Uh, he's coming off a 43.2 point game versus BYU and Bijan Robinson hasn't even got to that number yet. So he is a pretty good option. Keep in mind, both of these teams are coming off bye week. So both teams are extra healthy. Both teams have had extra time to game plan for this. Um, I like taking running backs coming off bye weeks because it just gives that line an extra week to get healthy and, and get the game plan down. Uh, so both of those running backs are option. You could probably take them both. Um, it, it, the over-under is high enough where you could do that, and I think both of them have the op ability to do a 40-plus game. So uh, not bad options there in the long run. But I do like your your Texas pick there. Um, you know, getting some points there with Texas as well in a game where I know you can probably slow it down. I, 
over under might be right at 61.5, but uh, who knows with, with these big 12 teams and, and what they do. So I, I well, just, I've, I've, I've given up on those over unders. Well, I'll, I'll bet you it won't be right at 61 and a half. I'll bet you well, any well, amount of money. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> money you want. Smart and I, I do want to say one thing too. I don't think Bijan Robinson is, is Sarkeesian's Trojan Horace Woj because everybody in the nation knows about him right now. He's not sneaking <laughs> anything by these teams. Baylor all week is practicing, figuring out how they stop B. John Robinson. I'd hate to be the guy in the scout team that's wearing B. John Robinson's jersey this week because he is getting beat up. Uh, let me tell you, he's getting beat up. Baylor trying to figure out how to stop him. I don't know. We'll see. It'll be a good game. I'll be watching it. Like I said, I'll be really focused on the Michigan game, likely at the same time, 11 a.m., but I'll be watching this one too. All right, moving on, we got Purdue, 4-3 and three at Nebraska, 3-5, and 2.30 p.m. in ESPN2, Wall. Well, I, I, I mean, again, I, I, people watch or listen to our podcast. They, they hear the same things from me week in and week out. But, again, if what do I like to say? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. And Nebraska is a team that I, I've been betting against most of the year, Woj. I, I don't like Nebraska. I don't think they're a very good football team. I know you like them a little more than me, but I don't think – you think they're going to go to the playoffs by any means? No. This game, no. Nebraska minus. I, I didn't want to put words in your mouth, but this game, Nebraska <laughs> minus seven and a half, over under a 52. We finally got our big 10 over unders back here with those 50 and 52s. Purdue, though, in this game, which, and this is astonishing. Purdue is plus 245. <laughs> I mean, you put down $100 on Purdue that just beat the number two team in the nation a couple weeks ago. You put down $100 on them. And they win the game. You're getting $245 against this Nebraska team that hasn't hasn't shown us anything throughout the season, Woj. And I guess what the bookmakers here are thinking is that, you know, a regression to the mean kind of thing. You know, Nebraska can't be this bad for that long. I don't know, man. I, I'm not going to make that assumption because I think a team can be bad as for as long as they can be bad. I, I'm, I don't think we have a regression to the mean here, Woj. I, I think until Nebraska proves themselves, there is no reason not to bet Purdue plus 245. And I'm not saying put your full unit on it. That's not what I'm saying. It's a plus 245. Again, it's not going to happen a whole lot. But, you know, pay, maybe put a little bit of your unit, a tenth of your unit, maybe 20% of your unit on Purdue plus 245, and then take them, you know, on the spread. They're getting seven and a half, which they're getting over a touchdown against this Nebraska team. And you know who's going to screw this game up for Nebraska. Adrian Martinez, he's going to find a way to screw it up. So <laughs> I, I think I made it clear where I'm at in this one. I think I made it clear. Well, did I speak clearly enough? Uh, you spoke clearly enough. And you know, while how much shit I gave Scott Frost at the beginning of the season, and now I almost feel bad for him. Uh, and I think we talked about this either last week or the week before. I feel bad for him because he's he's adapted and he's changed and, and moved people around and, and made it made some good games. They've had a lot of close games, but you know, his players just keep throwing away the game at the end of the game. It's unbelievable. The amount of turnovers, penalties and everything that happens in the fourth quarter for Nebraska, but uh, it's real. They're three and five uh, Purdue. I, I, I don't get me wrong. I think Nebraska has a really good shot at winning this game, but I think it's going to be closer. I do like Purdue getting the points there uh, just because I, I think it's going to be closer. Purdue might end up winning it, but it, I think it's going to be closer than a touchdown overall. But a couple DFS guys here, and one of them is going to be Adrian Martinez, who we just talked about. Despite his mishaps and losing games and all that, he he's still a good DFS option week in and week out. He's 8,200 this week. 
and the thing about it is, is Purdue got whooped on the ground last week against Wisconsin. Well, they got whooped. And Martinez is that dual threat quarterback that can that can make plays on the ground. He's got 10 TDs in the ground this season. So not a bad option there at 8,200. Speaking of Purdue getting whooped on the ground, let's talk about Ramir Johnson, who I am big on the last couple weeks. He's only at 6,500. It's an awesome mid-tier option. He's probably a little cheaper just because he just cleared concussion protocols. It looks like he's going to play. He's had that extra bye week here. He's coming off a bye week. Love running backs coming off bye weeks. Uh, I'm just excited about this guy ever since Gabe Irwin went down with the injury. He's been the number one RB over there. Uh, in Purdue coming off that bad game against Wisconsin where they just rampaged him on the ground. And, yeah, that's a Wisconsin team that does that to teams. But uh, Ramir Johnson has is, is been involved with the entire offense, either getting receptions and, and running the ball. And he's he's produced some good DFS points. And at 6,500, I can't pass that up. So he might be on my team this week. Not 100% sure how I'm going to work it because i got some stacks I want to get to a little bit later. But uh, he's a, a pretty good play there, Wall. Yeah, and I want to bring up something too. You're, I'm saying that Martinez, you know, is is not a person I can rely on at the end of the game. But you were saying that Adrian Martinez is a good DraftKings player, and there's nothing wrong. We're not disagreeing with each other by any means because this is the point I want to make. If you're coming down the field in the fourth quarter, you're trying to come back from a you know a two point three point deficit, and you throw an interception, such as Adrian Martinez has done things similar to that earlier in the season. You know, it only costs you an interception on DraftKings, right? It's, it's a little bit of points. You're getting negative, but it doesn't really matter. You know, it doesn't matter any more so than the first quarter when you do that. But in the game, it costs your team the game, Woj. So there's two different things here. We got AJ Martinez, you know, person I, I don't really want throwing the football for me and the end of the game and a close one. But we got AJ Martinez over here in DK, which, hey, you want to take him? That's fine. That's, that's a different situation, right? Well, there's no point difference between the two scenarios I just, just described. No, no. Uh, yeah, we're not disagreeing there. But if, if you want to disagree on something or the fans want to hear us disagree on something, well, what's your best option for game day? Is it original Ruffles or original Pringles? It's Ruffles? What are you? Yeah, I disagreed. I'm a Pringles guy. You, I didn't know this. You would take Pringles over Ruffles? I would. I would take Pringles over Ruffles. I, no, I no. Didn't, I didn't know you'd say that. There are, throw me of, there are flavors of Ruffles that I would 100% take over Pringles. But if we're talking original to original, I'm taking Pringles. And I, I'd like to know what the uh, what the fans think about that, too. I I think there's some more Pringle people out there than, than one would think. Yeah, I'm sure we'll get tweets from your mom and your sister, Woj, but that's the only people because <laughs> everyone else is sane in this world. Why would you – I don't – we need to move on. I need to rethink things, Woj. I, I, I need to rethink – I did not think you would say that. All right, we got another game here. Washington, who's 3-4 and four, at Stanford, who's also 3-4, and 9.30 p.m. FS1, little uh, Pac-12 after dark wall. Yeah, this – I mean, Washington is a team that I've been talking. The real Jay-Z, he was on our episode last week, Woj. And you know he's the Pac-12 man. Anybody listens to this, you know, show, he, they know he's the Pac-12 man. But what him and I were talking about the past couple of weeks is how bad Washington looks. We got Stanford minus two in this one, less than a field goal, over under a 48. I mean, that's a big 10 over under right there. Washington plus 110. But we're talking about a Pac-12 game here, so 
hey, maybe look at that over. But that's not where I'm looking in this one. I like Stanford minus two. I really, in this game, it's not so much a bet on Stanford as a bet against Washington. I mean, they they pulled it off against Arizona. I think they were down two scores last week. It was a Thursday or Friday game. It was early in the week. Might have been even Tuesday. I don't remember. But it was early in the week. They were down two scores to Arizona. They came back and won it, which, you know, when you're doing, when these books are doing their algorithms and they're calculating, you know, what these lines should be, they didn't really see too much that Arizona was whooping up on Washington last week, but then Washington got the win. So I kind of am fading. I'm kind of fading Washington in this one, leaning towards Stanford. I, I really like getting, you know, almost or giving less than a field goal in this one. So I'm going to stick with Stanford, take the minus two, not worry about the money line in either one, and maybe look to the over because if Stanford does win this one, they're going to have to do it in the air because Pete on the ground has not been good. McKee, the quarterback, is going to have to be the one that gets it done in this game. Well, this is a Stanford team that beat Oregon, a team that beat Ohio State. So I don't care what their other losses are. They're at home. They're playing hot. Washington's not playing hot. Uh, I, I like your call there. I like Stanford, you know, giving just a few points, especially at home like that, especially not even a field goal. So uh, good play on Stanford there. Just a couple other notes on DraftKings, just a couple other guys to think about. Uh, a few stacks for you. Uh, Kenny Pickett, the quarterback for Pitt, and the wide receiver Tyser, or Taser Mark, uh, that's an 8,800 and a 4,700. And the reason I pick Mark here is because Addison, who's normally their number one wide receiver, is very questionable dealing with uh, concussion protocol. I mean, Pickett and Pitt are playing a Miami team here that has just given up chunks of yards and chunks of points. Uh, so that's not a, bear, a bad stack this week especially getting a wide receiver at a cheap option like that at 4,700. Another stack is the same stack I had last week. I got Sam Hartman, who's 9,000 this week, and Jakir Robinson, who's 7,600. Robinson hasn't changed his uh, uh, his salary there, which is surprising, but uh, I believe he is the number one wide receiver on the board in DraftKings this week. But nevertheless, I mean, they, they netted me 150 per point last week. They are playing, this is the highest over-under game this week in the slate, and it's the highest implied point for a team in the slate this week. And they're playing a Duke team that just is not very good. They're giving up 8.6 yards per attempt on a pass. Yards per attempt. 8.6 yards per attempt. That is absolutely awful. It's UConn numbers. And 2.1 TDs a game. Uh, in the air. So I would look for that combo to just pop off again. Um, so if you can fit those into your roster, do it. I tried doing both stacks in my roster, couldn't get it done with a running back that was halfway decent. Um, and then we know how much running backs are scoring points this week. We can't, can't deny that, can't deny all the running backs out there. So I wouldn't cripple yourself like that speaking of running backs we got travis die who's 8700 just another running back option for this week he's going to be playing a colorado team that's not very good i would look for another 30 plus dfs point getter again from him uh, we talked about last week how oregon's kind of changed their offensive style and dies a big part of that you just saw it last week and how well he did and then charlie kohler another guy we talked about last week uh 
only 4,100. His salary hasn't changed. Scored 12.9 points last week. He's so consistent, so steady. Great cash game option. And just really in a good option for anybody that's that cheap. Uh, West Virginia, uh, they're playing a West Virginia team this week that gives up 247 yards in the air per game. Uh, so look for Charlie Kohler, especially at 4,100. He's a cheap option. Put him in your lineups. Uh, he'll get you some, he'll get you double digit points. Well, did you tell the fans what team he's from? Boj? I didn't catch it. Iowa state. Iowa, Iowa state. There you go. You're going to put on your burnt Cardinal and gold colors and cheer for <laughs> Iowa state this week. Boch? Well, well you're going to do? he's the new Devonte Smith. For those of you that have listened a couple of years ago, I used yeah. to take Devonte Smith at or around 4,900 and uh, Charlie Kohler is now, or 60, 6,100 it was, but Charlie Kohler, you know, take Charlie Kohler at or around 4,000 wall. That's the, that's the new one. Yeah. Did you, uh, you watch that Wake? you keep bringing up Wake Forest. Did you watch the Wake Forest army game last week? Cause that's when I wa- I watched most of that game. Did you yeah, watch it? Or, did, did you expect it to be that high scoring? Well, <laughs> no, I didn't because Army has a good defense. Well, they're top ten in the you know nation in total defense, and they they just got shown up by Wake Forest. But th- again, that's what that's been the talk of the town, you know, this week. Well, what what really struck me was how much Army scored against Wake Forest. Yeah. That's, yeah. Because you know Army, they're, they're not looking to you know run up scores like Wake Forest is with their offense, or you know. I don't know, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, teams like that that are looking to run up the score. That's not what Army does. They run that triple option, and they just – I mean, they ran over Wake Forest. I get it. You know, Wake Forest won the game, but Army embarrassed Wake Forest defense. That's uh, A triple option team should not be able to do that against a defense. They scored 56, I think it was. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they it was just like – the plays, per game, the plays per game were crazy. I, Army had to have set its records <laughs> as far as points, plays per game, everything, yards. Uh, but, yeah, they did just run them over, uh, which makes that game even more enticing. You know, get, there's yeah, some Duke options on there. There's some Duke options out there as well. Um, and, yeah, if an Army team can do it to Wake Forest, uh, Duke can as well. Uh, but Duke just gives up a ton of yards, which just helps the, uh, the Hartman-Robinson stack. Um, yeah, that, or Robert, think, Roberson stack. I think one thing I'm going to be doing, I'm not this week because it's Duke, but you know, coming up, they got North Carolina, North Carolina State, Clemson, Boston College. I think Wake Forest is a team I'll be looking to fade just from that fact we were just talking about. But the problem this week is it's Duke. So, I mean, I don't want to bet on Duke, not for college football. <laughs> All right. Well, Last week, while we did do fantastic uh, in our pickums, you won with the Minnesota minus five. I won with the Eastern Michigan minus three, and the real Jay Z, who is now two and zero all time, uh, won with the Ohio State first half eleven and a half. Um, and on top of that, his other pickum, which was the Texas A&M game, I believe that was a win. Um, so that was a big week for the rundown as far as uh, the pickums go. This week. Uh, will be an interesting one. While who are you taking this week? Your record right now is six and one and one, which is uh, pretty pretty awesome there. While you're making us some money. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you who would. But I'm gonna since I got a hot mic, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back a little bit and say, yeah, that over under for Texas A&M Woj last week. It we we were talking amongst ourselves. I don't think we said it on air, but I was saying how we should take the an alternate, which was I think minus 13 and a half at the time. You know how many first half points Texas A&M got against South Carolina? 30, uh, 31, Woj. I knew it was 31. a lot. <laughs> yeah. And it, the, I think the real line at the time we did the episode was 11 and a half. 
and it actually moved down from there. So, I mean, I had the alternates on that one. That was a real good one. And then Ohio State, I mean, that first half, that wasn't really in question either. So those are two really good picks. You're Eastern Mich Michigan, man. I'm glad you went to the Mac, Woj. I'm liking this, Woj. I'm liking this Mac, Woj. <laughs> Just going to the Mac, taking his pick him in the Mac. I love it, Woj. I wouldn't have taken that one. But, hey, you won it. So props to you, baby. But this week, Woj, this week, I talked about it. Put your money where your mouth is. Stanford minus two. Put it on the board. That's what I'm taking. All right. I, I would love to go back to the Mac again and be called the the Mac Woj or the Woj Mac. Woj Mac. I, I am Turn going. I am going to the volatile SEC. I am going to take Kentucky minus one versus Mississippi State. I just feel that. Kentucky just has the upper hand there, especially on defense, uh, slowing the game down for Mississippi State. Uh, I just like that going in. I, I just saw that line. That line jumped out at me, looked at some stats, and it backed it up. So like the Kentucky minus one there. Uh, just on a side note, Walt, did you, I don't know if you – I love listening to Mike Leach, but he was asked this week about uh, – just some stupid stuff about the the coaching job at LSU and if you would be interested in it. And it's just, he gave one of those long-winded explanations. It was the funniest thing ever. He just literally made no sense and just kept going on. And just, uh, those reporters just must be like, why did I ask this question? Just face palming. Like, <laughs> I think he does it on purpose just to piss people off when they ask stupid questions. Uh, but I love, uh, if you haven't, watch some of Mike Leach's stuff in the last two weeks, I would go back and watch it because he's uh, he is just awesome. <laughs> yeah, I didn't catch that, Woj, but that's for the people that don't know. That's Mississippi State's head coach. That's Obviously, you took Kentucky. That's who they're playing this week. So oh, yes. He, correct, he's, a, yeah. he's a character, Woj. I, I like watching his stuff. I'll, I'll definitely go back and check that out. So I want, I want to make sure, too, Woj, that I, I try to bring the happiness this episode because in my mind right now, I'm really pissed off. Because the Braves are down five to one in game two, and freeze on the mound. But did I do a good job of of hiding that frustration and anger? You was? did. You, you, I, I wouldn't have even tell. I thought the Braves were leading. So. Yeah. Thank you, Wood. Thank you for that. Thanks for listening, everyone. You can catch us on Twitter at wwcfb. Our Instagram's college underscore football underscore rundown. Our website, which you can get all our podcasts and information and contact me and Kyle on, is collegefootballrundown.com. Thanks again for listening, everybody. I'm Woj. I'm Walt. And this was the College Football Rundown. We're out. We're out.